changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and today I'm going to continue my tour of our newest bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Messages from Heaven and Other Miracles. Today's stories will give you chills and definitely make you believe that mothers can continue to protect us even after they have passed on. I'm actually recording this on the two-year anniversary of my own mother's death, so these stories mean a lot to me. In our first story, Mary McGrath tells us that it was the day after her mother's death and she had spent the past 24 hours in a whirlwind of emotions and all those tasks that you have to do after a family member dies. Mary and her family were staying at a motel in a pretty bad neighborhood that was by the highway and the train tracks. There were run-down pickup trucks and loose dogs roaming around, but it was convenient to where all the funeral activities were going on, so that's why they were staying there. Mary decided to take her normal morning walk despite the neighborhood. And right away, she spotted a dog, but he didn't have that lean, hungry look that stray dogs usually have. And he wasn't a mutt. He was a nice basset hound who looked cared for, but just didn't have a collar. And as she got closer, she saw that he had a limp on his left side, just like her mother. As she walked along with that dog, Mary felt better. He trotted along beside her as if they went walking together every morning. And then a pack of dogs surrounded Mary and the Basset Hound. They were acting hostile. It was not a good situation. And there were no other people around to help. But that Basset Hound sat down right in the middle of those aggressive dogs, calmly, as if he was going to talk to those dogs. And then a nearby barn door opened and a man called off the dog pack. Mary turned around and thought, I'd better go back to my motel. This walk had not been a good idea. So she and the dog approached the train tracks and she tried to shoo him away, hoping he'd take a side street and find his way home. But he stayed by her side. Then a train whistle blew and Mary worried that the dog would walk out onto the tracks and be hit by the train. She had no leash, the dog had no collar, so she had no way to hold him back. But he stood still by her side while the train passed in front of them. And then he trotted forward by her side as they continued back to the motel. They got through a big intersection, and again, he knew to stop and wait for the green light. And then, when they were really close to the motel, he finally let her go. Mary walked half a block and turned to check on the dog, but he had vanished. Now, Mary knows it was just a dog, a pretty amazing one who appeared at just the right time to protect her from that pack of wild dogs. But she couldn't help feeling like that dog was a gift from her mother the limp that was the same as her mother's, the weirdness of a purebred dog appearing from nowhere in that neighborhood, the way the dog disappeared when she was safely close to the motel. She says, I don't question it. I just know my spirits were lifted immediately and I was able to cope with the ensuing grief of the day, all because of that sweet, brave dog who had my mother's limp.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mary was comforted by that dog that seemed to have come from her mother. And Ferna Larry Mills tells us another story in the same vein. Ferna says that when she was a kid, her mother would wake her up on school mornings. But Ferna didn't like being woken by her mother's voice. It would send her flying out of bed in a panic because of the many times that she had been late. So her mother switched to waking her up with two light taps of two of her fingers on the back of Ferna's hand. Ferna's mom moved in with her after she became a widow, and she became a second mother to Ferna's daughter, Sarah. They cooked and baked, they played video games, they told each other secrets. And then, when Sarah was 14 years old, Ferna's mother died shortly after being diagnosed with cancer. Sarah was inconsolable, and she wanted to move into her grandmother's bedroom. But it was at the opposite end of the house from Ferna's bedroom, and she didn't really want Sarah so far away. But then she reluctantly said yes, because she thought it might help her daughter's grieving process. Then one night, several months after Sarah had moved into her grandmother's room, Ferna was awakened from a deep sleep by her mother's distinctive two-finger double tap on the back of her hand. Ferna opened her eyes expecting to see her mother, But of course, she was alone, and it was 3.30 a.m. So Ferna convinced herself that she had dreamed the tap, and she closed her eyes, and she tried to fall back to sleep. But then she felt it again. Two double-fingered taps on the back of her hand. Now the clock said 3.43 a.m. Ferna got up and started checking the house, and in her bleary state, she was half expecting to see her mother. And that was how Ferna found Sarah in her bathroom. Her daughter was sick, pale, and vomiting. When Ferna asked how long she had been sitting on the bathroom floor, Sarah answered, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, which of course was the exact amount of time between the first tap and the second one. Ferna helped Sarah get up and get back in her bed. And as she climbed back into bed, Sarah looked up at her and asked, Mom, how did you know I was sick? Ferna smiled and explained that her grandmother had woken her up. So those are today's selections for you from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Messages from Heaven, and Other Miracles. You can read more about the book on our website, chickensoup.com, and you'll find the book at Walmart, Barnes & Noble, your local independent bookstore, and wherever books are sold in the U.S. and Canada, and all over the world from Amazon. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Please follow me on Twitter if you haven't already. My handle is at Amy Newmark. I'll post a link to the podcast every day, or you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or Google or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Come back for our next episode. I'll share a couple more stories from this new bestseller of ours, and these two are about dreams in which families got some very good advice and comfort from their grandmothers.
our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.